Good evening, everyone. This is Bleacher Brawls, and we are back with our regularly scheduled Wednesday evening show. Patrick is hating on me right now. I came up with a uh, compromise. We can talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, me and we're going to argue about that. Uh, but I will also call it the Thursday morning show because that is when you are all listening to it. Um, we are back on our regular schedule. You know, a couple of us have had vacations and significant life events where we've kind of deviated and we've done the best with what we, what we can over the last couple of weeks, but, um, I'll just rehash the schedule. Um, Sunday night, we record Monday morning. You listen, that is our dual Red Sox Yankees show. And then Wednesday is our team show. So, for example, this week is our Red Sox show. And next week, next Wednesday, will be our um, Yankee show. And in addition to those, we are keeping the Twitter space uh, where we record our pod live on a Twitter space. And that is called the Doug and Barnes Show. And that will be hosted on Tuesdays sometime during the evening, um, sometime during the full slate of shows. So I want to uh, welcome Patrick and Luke. How are you guys doing today? Uh, doing good, doing good. Just got back from vacation. The whole last week was a blur with travel. I went to Massachusetts. I, I traveled to, my wife's from upstate New York and I'm from Massachusetts. So I live in San Antonio. So we went to upstate New York to see my brother-in-law and his family then we drove a couple hours further upstate new york to see uh my sister-in-law and her family and we drove back south to see her brother spend one more night at at my brother-in-law's place and then we drove from albany new york where my brother-in-law lives to cape cod where my mom lives uh spent four days there before uh, waking up at four o'clock Sunday morning to drive from the Cape Cod to Logan Airport and then fly back to San Antonio. So if you traced, if you drew out my whole route of travel, it would have looked like the Big Dipper or something like that. Like it was kind of it's it like, was exhausting. It's like when you give your kid a, a crayon and tell them the color for the first time. It's like just all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and it would have looked exactly that and looked just non as nonsensical as the routes that we were taking. <laughs> I I was I was saying, I was thinking right then when you said good evening, everybody, when you introduced the show, I was thinking Doug needs a his own catchphrase, like for when he hosts, because uh, you know, Pat has the good evening, welcome to Bleacher Brawls, and um uh Derek has and let's get right into it. So I was like, you need your thing, but that's your thing now. Your your thing is whenever you host, you say the show is happening on the wrong day. <laughs> so now you have your host catchphrase. <laughs> exactly. What well, it is. well, it's either that or I'm going to start the show from now on just going, let's go O's. Let's go O's. <laughs> so uh, you guys can decide which one you'd rather hear. I have a compromise. Would you like to hear it? Sure. Go for it. Okay. I think it should be based on when the folks at home listen to it so your tuesday night show is listened to by some people on tuesday night so that's the tuesday night show and then the shows that we record the evening before are the monday morning and thursday morning shows you lost me 
All right, forget it. Yeah, yeah you lost me too. <laughs> For whatever. <laughs> well, 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 it's you we'll guys, not me. But whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll hash it out. <laughs> um, offline. <laughs> not the first time I've gotten the. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> in my life uh patrick how are you doing i'm good i was also gone last week i um was not so complicated in my travel i just flew to phoenix and visited with family and flew back um it was great very hot 105 was the lowest it got the entire time um which was very different for me uh but it was good i went to the grand canyon uh did a tour of uh the diamondbacks field Got the sweet hat, um, which looks like Derek's hat. Um, it was good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I made fun of you before. That. <laughs> I like it. No, it, it's a good hat. It's just now you and Derek are, are brothers. Twinsies. <laughs> um, yeah, I've spent a lot of time in Arizona, uh, specifically southern, south of Tucson. But um, it's always fun to see the parking lots melt. <laughs> Park, seeing parking lots and garbage cans melt um, is is the funniest thing in the world. And if you if you don't live or visit a place that that you can see that kind of heat and, and see that happen, the first time you see it, you're like, "Holy crap! The parking lot is melting." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's always I, I love hearing um, people do, seeing that kind of stuff for the first time. Um, cool. So. Let's get into it, guys. Um, we are going to talk a lot of Red Sox stuff today. And this first topic can explain pretty much every other topic now that I think about it. Um, Great. That we have. Yeah. Um, but but it's, it's... So should a, we save that for last? <laughs> This is what happens when you listen to the Wednesday night show and not the Thursday morning. Show. Yeah. The, the thing is we're going to like, we're going to cover it during every other. Um, Cause now that I look at it, the reason for that first topic you put in the agenda can be explained into every other topic, except for the last one. If this the is last Orioles, one, if this topic is Orioles, we're going to be talking about Orioles the whole time. I'm going <laughs> to lose my no. freaking mind. All right. So uh, we'll just start it. Um, two of the main people, so, I mean, you have three people who you generally wanted to rely on this year. Um, two of them are not doing anything. They have power outages. They're not clutch. Um, if you could take a guess, I'll leave the space here for you guys to guess at home. And if you said Bogarts and JD Martinez, you are absolutely correct. Um, where are they? What's going on? Why is this year so different than all the others? Uh, what do you think, guys? Um, well, it's the biggest. I mean, so Heim Bloom, it's 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 all been blamed on Heim Bloom for the most part, the failures for this year. And he's had his share of mistakes, definitely. You know, I'm a I'm in the Bluminati, you know, proud to say it, but I'm not somebody who's gonna say, Oh, it's all it all makes sense. It all works into some Machiavellian scheme of his, you know, like 
the way Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick's mistakes are actually rehearsed and you know planned out that way. But Bloom's not on his level. Uh, with but with the Red Sox offense, and they're fourth in the American League in runs scored, so they're not you know, they're not a shit offense. So just imagine how good they would be if Xander Bogarts and JD Martinez were pulling their freaking weight this year. Um, there, I wrote about this on uh, the column that got released today on Bleacher Brawls. It's called the disappointments offense. Uh, next week, there'll be a disappointments pitching column, which will be even more depressing. Uh, but Bogarts this year, his average just jipped dipped below 300 he's hitting 298 right now his slugging percentage is 439 he's got 10 home runs he just his 10th home run in garbage time against doug's team and he has 50 runs batted in 50 jd martinez is hitting 275 his slugging percentage is 432 he's got nine home runs 46 rbis and 110 strikeouts we're 123 games into the season and so this, these guys have been hitting three and four for most of the season. JD got dropped to five recently. And this is right in the middle of the lineup, right after Raphael Devers, the guys who are supposed to be protecting Devers and the guys that are the Holy Trinity. I've always called, I've called them the Trinity for the last couple of years. Cause they are the engine that drives this offense. Everything else that works around it, Verdugo, Hernandez, you know, they all, ha- they have their moments where they're great, but this whole thing worked because of Devers. Bogarts and Martinez. They were the focal point. In 2021, Bogarts and Martinez uh, um, combined for 51 home runs and 178 RBIs. This year, they've combined 123 games into the season. They've combined for 19 home runs and 96 RBIs. Aaron Judge has more RBIs than both of them combined right now. Um, These guys, the anchors in the middle of the lineup, and they haven't produced a damn thing. Xander, I love Xander Bogarts, but I think he's the kind of guy, I think this contract situation really weighs on him. I think he's, he's got a lot of anxiety over it. He just wants to go play baseball and he's thinking about where he's going to be next year. And that, and that's getting in his head. And, um, you know, I know he had the shoulder thing, but X is always kind of, you know, kind of milked his injuries a little bit for the cameras. I always thought, uh, but JD's got a legitimate serious injury. He's got his bad back. His body's falling apart. I mean, he's done. So uh, he'll find a team next year to cheap out on a one year, prove it deal for him. But I mean, he's, he's, he's washed. And that's the biggest reason for the offense. I mean, with those two bats going, even with all the injuries, I think they'd be pretty much right in the thick of the wild card right now. So going back to Bogarts and his contract, like everyone says that Bogarts and his contract, right? But it's his decision to opt out. Exactly. You know, we, we, we hear Red Sox fans say, you know, Bogarts is as good as gone, you know, because we've seen all of these, these slew of shortstops get paid uh, over the last year or two. Uh, he, he's still under contract. So it's not like he's a free agent next year it's his own decision if he opts out or opts in. Right. So, so that's on him. That, that's all on him. He, he is, 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 is he making up this uh, issue in his head because he has guaranteed money for next year. So, so why is he letting it get to him? Like that, that 
I, I get what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with, with what you're saying, but it's like, if that is the point, like he's putting it on himself. It's not like he's gone next year. He has money. That's the thing is he made up his mind a while ago that he was going to opt out, yeah. right? Probably a decision that he should have made at the end of this year, right? Because he decided that this was a contract year. Um, right. and, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And um, he's like the anti Aaron judge. Aaron Judge, you said right. no to the money, and he bet on himself, and he's had the best season of his very impressive career, right? And Xander has had a season that consists of all of the worst things that make up Xander Bogarts, you know, um, like a side, like offensively, right? He's improved on his defense. Um, he's still, you know, a reliable clubhouse presence, and these things cannot be understated. But yeah, 10 home runs, like, you know, shortstops don't always have to hit for power or whatever, but if you're hitting third, that would be nice. You know, you said uh, they don't have as many RBIs as um, judge combined. He also hits second in their lineup, right? They're hitting third and fourth. There's a big difference in, in, in uh, runners and scoring position situations. (laughs) And he doesn't exactly have Ichiro hitting lead off in front of him either. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, and so, um, yeah, he, I feel as though um, this is the kind of situation where if he wants to take his 20 mil for next year and stick around, I'd be happy to have him. If he feels as though he has um, projected himself in such a way that is tantalizing to other teams and he wants to make 26 mil to play for a shitty Phillies team next year, then, you know, have at it. Um, But I don't feel like as of right now, he's really doing much to earn the fact that um, he wants more money. Listen, all this to say, like he is a 126 OPS plus, right? His OPS is still in the 800s. Like he's not a slouch. It's not like he's hitting, you know, a buck 85 or something, you know. But this is not the guy that you want to sign for seven more years. Um, you know, he's about to be on the wrong side of 30. I just feel like if, he, if that's what he wants to do, then that's fine. But I feel this one. I think maybe Bloom might feel similarly based on some of his past moves that if, if you think you're worth more then go be worth more somewhere else, because we don't, we don't find that risk um, worth it. Yeah. So he, um, he could clearly stay here for next year, make 20 million or whatever it is. Right. There's no chance. Like I'm not paying him 26 million. I'm not paying him for this season. I'm not paying him a dime over 20 million. So yeah, it, it's, he could be gone if he wants, because I don't think the Red Sox and Bloom especially is going to re-sign him for a dime over what he's already owed. I would go, I would, so I think, like I said, I think this is mostly a product of, now he sucks every summer. I don't know why it always happens, but at the end of the year, his numbers wind up pretty well. I think of him as a guy and look up his risp uh, stats or anything, but I think of him as a player who comes up in the clutch quite a bit. I think this is the not contract. I think, no, not this year, but I think it's different this year because it's, his, it's the contract getting to him. So I think you sign him and I think next year 
wherever he is, he's going to go right back to the player he was. He's not going to have to think about this shit anymore. So I would give him, I would go six years, 150 million for him. So I'd give him $5 million a year more. I'd give it to him for six years with the caveat that, look, you're probably going to move to second base soon enough, um, you know, in three years, maybe. Uh, but because I still want him around because I think this is the contract stuff screwing with his head. I think he's still a really good player, but he's going to want, I've said from the beginning, I think he's going to want eight years. Well, Darth Boris is going to want eight years, $240 million. That's $30 million a year for eight years. I think that's going to be their asking price. And the worry is that some idiot, if Artie Moreno doesn't sell the angels, someone like him is going to pay it for it. And we're going to lose him just because somebody else is too stupid to, to do the smart thing. The angels were the exact team I was about to mention, you know, he's going to go there and go, Hey, show, Hey, Mike Trout, I'll hit third. That'll be great. And then they'll win 75 games. And, you know, he, he will regret his decision. I think I love the guy, but you're totally right. He disappears every August. I mean, just poof. You know, this, hap- is, this happened every year for the past, like, three years. And the second half of the season, I go, like, what is up with Xander? Where is he gone? Fuck this guy. Like, he pisses me off, you know. And then in the offseason, I watch some highlights. And then he says all the right stuff in spring training. And I go, like, oh, I love Xander. You know, it's fine. It's fine. It won't happen again. And then he does it every single year, you know. And I don't – it's only going to be worse when he's 37, <laughs> you know. You look at his monthly stats for his career at June, July, August, his average goes way down. Then it picks up in September. So it's like something about the hot weather. The guy's from frigging Aruba. So I don't know what the hot weather in Boston is, how that's screwing with his game, but something about the grind of the season. He doesn't, he doesn't hold up and it's sad. I mean, maybe if he was playing second base, maybe if he was DH in that would help that, but look, his defense, I think his defense has always been good. We've been down this rabbit hole plenty of times, but it's his war is still 4.0 right now. And that's because his defense has been really sharp. He's only got five errors this year. Yeah, I was I was looking at uh, war the other day and I have some bad news to break to you later. I'll, I'll, I'll break it towards the end. Let you let you sit on it for a little bit. Is what, are we about to declare JD's... war on some country? It, it, it's going <laughs> to be a bombshell. Is it the fact um, that JD's war is 0. 0.8? <laughs> oh, 0. 0.8? Yeah. That, Jeez, really I mean, that's outrageous. Well, he doesn't, DH. it's not like his defense dragging his ass down. He's <laughs> a DH that doesn't hit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 0. 0.8. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to, uh, so speaking of JD, right, we're going to move into our next topic, unless anyone has anything else to say about Bogey. No, whatever you're going to talk about next, uh, go to Pat first because I got to go tinkle real quick. All right. Um, I, JD, is a free agent unlike bogey jd is a free agent and it would be you know like i would bet money that jd does not come back to the red sox so um i want to uh send it to you guys uh which free agent would you resign to stay on the team for next year between the two of them no between it could be any free agent any current red sox who's a uh pending free agent yes sir kike i want kike to come back so badly i feel like 
you know, he's not the best baseball player in the world. Okay. Um, he's not, never has been. Um, but this season was basically lost from him. Okay. But I feel like he's really found his groove here in Boston and, and, um, I feel like it's a mutual, they need each other, right? They need a center fielder because Jaron Duran ain't it, okay? I'm not even sure Jaron Duran is a left fielder or a right fielder because he can't catch baseballs, okay? Kike, on the other hand, is very good at catching baseballs, okay? He can also hit anywhere in the order. He can play any position. He always does it with a smile on his face. Um, I, I've been really bummed and I've missed him so much the past couple months and like seeing him back, like reminded me about um, how much I missed him. And, you know, like last October, he was the hottest hitter on the planet, which is the best time to get hot. You know, like uh -huh. he has all of the things that I like in a baseball player and he's the guy I want around. And, you know, and not only that, he's hit our only home run in like two weeks or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. and it was like his second day off the uh you know back i'll pull a joey team. i was there okay <laughs> i saw it he um, he's the one he's the i feel like his injury this year could probably help the red sox a little bit because he's in a contract year and so you know the fact that it was a it was his hip right it was a hip thing. Who knows? I think it was his hip. <laughs> and so it's like, it's kind of like a, it's not like a strained knee or something. It's, it's kind of like one of those things that might give other teams pause. Like, yeah. Do we... So anyway, I think that'll drive his price down. He missed a lot of games. People might think this is a, a nagging injury kind of thing. And just like uh, everything Pat said, like, I love having Kike Hernandez on the team. I don't love him batting lead off, but I like, I mean, he was the, he's been the best choice the last couple of years. They haven't had a true leadoff guy. There aren't many true leadoff guys anymore in the league. Um, and, I, you know, he's a great center fielder. Never really played there every day before last year. And he turns out to be a great center fielder. I love players like that. They can play all over the place. That's why I wanted the Red Sox to get Chris Taylor last year. That looks horrible right now because Chris Taylor sucks at the plate this year. But I, I just love that he can you can plug him in anywhere on the field uh and he'll do well and he's you know he's one of those guys who keeps the clubhouse who's at least he seems like he's always laughing um yeah maybe you know, i definitely keep him yeah maybe because you bring up a real good point that i didn't think of uh maybe because he's been out you know he'll take a similar contract to what the other one he had you know two for 14 maybe another one for i'll take a one for seven for Kike, you know, I'll take a one for 10 for Kike even. I'd, I'd give him three. I'd give him like three for 18, three for 21, something like that. I wouldn't, I, I don't know how old he is, but um, it, he's 30. He's 30? Sure. Yeah. I'd keep it. Yeah. I'd give um, him years. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, Luke, who is your free agent that you would keep? Uh, that's a Red Sox free agent after this year. Or a free agent that was on the Red Sox this year. Like if I only got to keep one, like if I could only keep one, which one would I keep? Yeah. And, and unless it's Hernandez, because that would be really boring. Um, um yeah, definitely Michael Walker. Um, no, I up with the new one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just this is the case in point. It's like 
look at all the trash free agents they have coming up. There's not many to choose from. They got a lot of them yeah. to choose from that you want to keep. I mean, Waka's been, you know, he had that injury and he's got a lot of miles on his arm. So that's a concern. Of course, like Kike, that might be the thing that keeps his um his cost down after the season. Like he I, when we were we were doing a we were doing a Twitter space, Red Sox Angels Twitter space. When all of us were on the show once, I remember when I found when I asked. I think Derek said how old he was. I'm like he's 30 years old because I feel like he's been in the league 15 years. But yeah, he's he's a 10 year vet, and he's got but he's got a lot of miles on his arm. Heavy arm, dead arm is a scary kind of thing to have your most consistent pitcher of the season have. Uh, so. I mean, that's a concern, but I think he's worth it at 30 years old, you know, maybe, you know, every, every three weeks, skip his turn in the rotation, something like that. Cause you want that arm at the end of the year and you want that arm, you want him starting 24, 26 games for you over the course of the season. Uh, if he is what he is now, and he is, cause he stopped throwing his um, cutter so much. He was always getting killed with his cutter. And now he's a different pitcher throwing it a lot more sparingly. So keep Waka. Hope, hopefully you can keep him with like, after the season he's had three, a three-year contract. He's a good starting pitcher though. So it might be, that might be kind of unrealistic because, you know, a good starting pitcher like that. I mean, you could easily get like $15 million a year from somebody. So May not be in the cards, may not be possible to keep him, but if possible, then yes, keep Michael Waka. So I would rather yeah. keep Waka than Bogarts. If Bogarts opts out, I say let him go and sign Waka on top of him, over him. So yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you on that. Like Waka's been the best pitcher on the Red Sox this year, right? Even with his, you know, dead arm, whatever it was. Uh, I, I guess they never actually called it dead arm, but. I think we can all speculate that that's what they it called was. it heavy arm. So it was dead oh, arm. Is that what they call it? All right. I guarantee someone said he's got dead arm. And then someone from the front office is like, don't ever say that phrase again. Call it something yeah. else. Yeah. And then Jonah Hill is like a uh, heavy arm. Yes. He's got a heavy arm. Super I heavy. Arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you have to like, there's not that many good free agent pitchers that are going to be out there next year. And if the Red Sox are, there are a lot of good free agent pitchers next year. Well, yeah, but none that Bloom's going to go out and right. splurge on. All yeah, right, so nobody what, affordable. I mean. They're yeah, like, they're the big ones. Degrom, Verlander, you know, yeah, yeah. That th- those aren't going to happen. We it's not going to happen for the Red Sox, right? Those two. But is so, that going to so, like fuck up like walk like uh, because a bunch of people are going to sp- or want to spend on you know, th- those guys I just mentioned, then the mid-tier teams or, you know, the Heim Blooms are like, are going to go after the Michael Walkas and now he's going to be more expensive. Does that make sense? Well, that's what I'm saying. Bloom should go after that Michael Walker mm-hmm. tier of a, of a player. Yeah. Um, because he's probably the best of the mid-tier, right? Yeah, has Can been you even call him mid-tier though? Because it's not like he had one good season. He... I look at it like I look at John Schreiber. 
Like he changed something. He made a significant change to his game. So I think this is what he is now. I don't think it was just, he was Michael Walker for a few years and like, what happened to Michael Walker? An outlier. It's not a Brady Anderson kind of deal here. I think he changed something and made himself better. So I don't even know what tier he's on right now. So he's a very interesting free agent case. So what do you think? He's like one B instead of one A, you know, top tier, like, like an A minus. I think he's like a number I think he's a number two pitcher on most teams right now. He very well could be, but he doesn't have the, like, like I need one more season to prove it. You yeah, know that's I mean? the thing. This is his best season since his sensational rookie season, you know, mm-hmm. where the only time he pitched a bad game was against the Boston Red Sox in the World Series, <laughs> right? I mean, God otherwise, he was um, totally dominant that year, and that was 10 years ago. That was Joe Kelly's only good year too, Pat. <laughs> Whatever, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That's um, a guy I'd like to have. Let's talk about Joe Kelly. Um, go, go for it. He still has a couple more, a year or two on on his deal, he does. right? He does. He's yeah. being wasted away in Chicago. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about him? No, we should add some. We should, no, let's <laughs> add add this to the agenda. If okay. Joe Kelly, all of a sudden, we find out Joe Kelly is a serial killer. What do you change your Twitter handle to, Pat? Yeah, well, I mean, listen, we're having this exact discussion in my household already because the girl who loved Nick Pavetta no longer wants to be the girl who loved Nick Pavetta, okay? Oh, she was well, mad listen. at me because I didn't call him the ace, and that was only a couple months ago. Yeah, she's she's over his shit, and... Um, she was originally the girl who loved Bobby Dahlbeck. So she's been bouncing around. I think she's just going to like pick a new one every year. Or oh, God. Listen, it, it's impossible for Joe Kelly to be a serial killer, right? Because <laughs> if he was a serial killer, no, 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 no. This is legit. Like if, if he was a serial killer, the, what was this? Uh, Tyler Austin, Austin, whatever. Tyler Austin. Tyler Austin would be dead, right? So someone please, <laughs> someone, someone please go check if that's Jose Altuve would be dead. Has anybody and, and seen Jose Tyler Altuve Austin? And, and Has anybody Correa, seen Tyler they, Austin the last couple dead. years? Tyler Austin's been working on an Amazon warehouse the past couple of years. Yeah, so so those guys would all be dead if, if Joe, Joe Kelly was, <laughs> was a serial killer. So if they mysteriously go dying... Um, that, yeah, you know, that, like, I think that that's yeah. all joking aside, that's the kind of shit that drove me crazy in the offseason was like, I don't know, maybe if we just had like one guy who had some regularity in his performance, you know, like um, Joe Kelly, not the best pitcher on the planet. OK, I understand this, but he's the same guy every day. He doesn't go through ups and downs. He's not streaky. It's not like he'll be lights out for a month and then dog shit for two months. You know, he doesn't do this Matt Barnes thing that's driving me nuts. He's just the same guy every day. And that's like all I was asking for this year. <laughs> and yeah. we never got that guy. And look at what our bullpen's been all year long. Yeah. That's the You're big up. bloom. That's the big yeah. point against bloom this year is the bullpen. He, he just trashed the bullpen. He screwed up garrett whitlock this year by trying to make him a starter and just it was it was bad it was it was it was bad on heim that was that was a i mean that he's got others believe me bobby dahlbeck playing 700 games at first place a base this year um but and some short that, stuff that now too one. he's a short son he just heim just loves bobby dahlbeck <laughs> i think when heim bloom looks in bobby dahlbeck's eyes he like hears chariots of fire or something like that in his head. Well, 
Speaking of Bobby Dalbeck, uh, we can, this will tie in uh, directly to our next topic. And Bobby Dalbeck may be the reason why we haven't not seen Tristan Cassis yet. Um, we're waiting for him. He could come up now and he could play and he could retain his rookie eligibility for next year. But I mean, we're seeing all these teams do it, right? We're seeing the Yankees call up their guys. We're seeing the Orioles call up all of their guys and they'll still be rookies next year. And Costas is in the same boat. So why is he not here? Um, I don't think Bobby has much to do with that. I would say probably the person who's got to jump first is Franchi. Um, I mean, it's and, a position block. Yeah, you know, well, so is it's Franchi, not really Franchi's know. position, though. Right, but but right. it is though. It is on and on the forty man. You know, yeah. like but, but the we're backup first see- baseman before we had Eric Hosmer a couple weeks ago. The backup first baseman was um, Franchi Cordero, so he's the first one to go, right? And I also think that um, that's the forty man spot that Cassis will get when he comes. I also think that Bobby is donezo at the end of this season. Um, I think that there will be some team who will be more than happy to have him. It will be Oakland or Washington or some team that sucks ass that's willing to just bat him fifth and see what happens, you know, give him a and shot. And you know what he's going to do, right? You yeah, he's going to be gonna... fucking awesome. He's, that's exactly yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, I think he's going to be fine and, and they'll get, you know, a, two single A relievers form in the off season. And then next year we've got a Tristan Cass's Eric Hosmer split between first base and DH. So will that drive you crazy? If Dahlbeck goes somewhere else and he lights it up and will you think like, Oh, we sh- if only we held on to him for another year. No, I will just say I was right the whole time. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I mean, if that happens, that won't bother me. Cause it'll just be like, okay, he needed a change of scenery or you need to go someplace where there's only 78 people in the stands. And they don't give a shit if you strike out uh, 200 times a year. Right. Like, yeah, I don't I mean, think he's ever going to be good in Boston. Or, no, I, yeah, I agree. Or, or it's going to go to a team that's good. Like, like you said, Pat, that's going to have a lot of garbage time. Yeah. <laughs> like the national and he'll shine in garbage time yeah. because that like teams second are gonna suck- or something, yeah. you know, and he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was thinking, what if we just stopped playing JD? What if we just stopped playing him? Call Cassis up. Uh, I kind of said something about it on the the Twitter space, our, our Twitter space pod yesterday, but would it be okay to just stop playing JD to give cast us at bats i think nothing to lose i think it'd be fine i mean first of all like you can get cast us at bat well especially now that hausman's on the aisle you can get cast us at bats without benching jd but you know say you couldn't i i don't think from the organizational standpoint it would be good it would be a good thing to do that just you know let jd you know tell Tell JD you're doing him a favor, like look, rest up, you know, train for next season, you know, train, you know, get your contract, get your prove it deal and, you know, have a good season next season so you can stay in the show another year. Like, but it's, I think it's 
you know, 2000, he was the biggest part of the offense in 2018. I've always said that, you know, Mookie Betts is amazing, but I think JD was what made, was the engine for that offense last year, uh, that year, the main engine. And he, I think he helped a lot of hitter. I think he had an even bigger impact on the team than is reflected in his numbers for those first couple of years. So I just think it's kind of like, you know, they feel like they got to be respectful with him. I think he's a good soldier, probably, um, you know, is a company man. And I think it's that. I think it's like, you know, we're not going anywhere this year. Just let the guy finish the season batting fifth and, you know, let him, you know, ride off with his head held high, even though his numbers are going to be shitty, you know, give the illusion that this is the guy we want in the middle of our lineup until his contract's up. I think that's the only reason. I think Cassis should be up now. The only thing I can think of is that they're still being very, very careful with his ankle. And in Worcester, they're probably saying maybe he's DHing a lot or they're saying, yeah, play first base, but don't kill yourself. Don't be diving for nothing. You know, don't be chasing after any foul balls, you know, just keep your shit tight. And he can't get away with that in the major league at the major league level. That's the only thing I can think of for the only reason why Casas isn't up here right now. Makes sense. Pat, yeah. what do you think? Two points there. Number one, I agree with what Luke said about um, I JD is basically, I think like another hitting coach on the team, you know, and that's another thing is he's still a very good hitter. You know um, he's very, very good. eye. Um, he's still hitting a shit ton of doubles because he knows where to put it and not a whole lot of guys can place it somewhere like JD can. Um, he has that ability. He just has no more power. He just doesn't. Um, and he used to just hit these bombs and, and he just doesn't do that anymore. Um, and that's, that's an age thing. Okay. That's point number one. Point number two, I, I agree also about casts. Like, I feel like, um, I, I don't know. Gone are the days where they would expand the roster in September and you could see all the guys that you wanted to see play a couple games a week. And if your team was out of it or basically out of it, you got like something in September because they would call up a bunch of people and, you know, you'd have 19 relievers on the team or whatever. Right. Um, that's all gone. And they have now swung the complete opposite direction, which is um, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait. You know, they, the Orioles could have done the same thing with Adley last season. They didn't do it right. They're in this situation with Gunnar Henderson right now. They're not going to do it. Um, I don't know if we, um, you know, the um, plebeians have quite figured out yet why um, that's the new strategy just to hold on to guys forever, even if it doesn't affect their service time. Um, but that's what it is now. Um, and so I, I don't know if I can quite figure it out either. Um, I'm tired of seeing French Cordero. I've been tired of seeing him for, over a year now but it is what it is and we're not going to see casts until next year i don't think so if someone out there listening to this has the inside track on why teams are doing this uh you know this recent trend that patrick just mentioned please let us know maybe we're all missing something um but i, I think we need to solve this riddle because it, it sucks you know this the rest of this year should be an audition you know Get them used to major league pitching and not have to worry about results, right? Especially with a team that's not making the playoffs this year, like the Red Sox. Um, yeah, I, I just, I just, I don't get it. Um, and I wish we could at least see him and get him some at bats at the major league level before the end of the year. 
I'm thinking it's something like that, that one day we'll hear the reason why, and it'll be so simple that we'll all feel like idiots because we didn't think of it on our own. We're like, oh, <laughs> that's why. All right, that makes sense. Because yep. it, it just doesn't make sense on really any other level. I was really reaching for that other thing. Like, but just real careful with the ankle. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like we just, they all, they all know they're all, every single team is in the same shit. So they all have the same idea and none of us can figure it out. So I, don't I mean, know. It's, it's like, you know, the season's lost. It's this summer training. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I don't know. All right. Uh, any last thoughts on that? No, but I, Doug is just kind of, Doug's away from home right now. And he's just kind of walking through his hotel room. Um, I'm just, it's, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying getting the tour and Doug's in the military. He's on, he can't tell us what he's doing. Um, but I did, you, you, you should be more careful because I just saw the launch codes. Oh yeah. Well, whoops. Um, <laughs> they were on his right. end table. Um, our net, yeah, my, the launch codes are just sitting out on the, uh, the launch codes are sitting out on the end table for the cleaning lady to steal every morning. Yes. Um, okay. Hiding in plain sight. <laughs> so our next two topics on the agenda have to deal with injuries. Um, so I came up, I posed the question to our chat. Um, is the training staff, you know, uh, people who help people get back from injuries quicker or you know trainers or whatever are they responsible for all the can a bad staff can a bad training staff be responsible for the countless days lost um by this red sox team due to the il is it the training staff is it just the shittiest freaking luck in the world um what is it i mean i know an injury like chris sale the comebacker like you know that's not you know, happening, but um, take personal error out of it. Can can you blame the training staff? No, <laughs> that's my simple answer. My long answer is: I feel like we've just had a bunch of crazy bullshit all year long. You know, JD's an old man; he's got a bad back. Okay, he's got to miss every fifth game or whatever. Xander and Doogie collide. Story gets hit on the hand. Strom gets hit on the hand. Sale gets hit by the comebacker. Like, I don't feel like any of these are, like, um, wear and tear things. Like, I mean, Kike had, like, you know, they couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong. Kike had to go to, like, three doctors and a bunch of specialists and stuff, you know. I don't feel like any of this stuff is, like, they're not prepared to play every day. I think it all just happened at once. And, and I've been saying this for, you know, like a month now, and I truly believe this. I don't think there's anything wrong with the way that this team was constructed. I feel like if this team stayed healthy, that they would be totally in the playoff race right now, um, if, if not a lock for that. Uh, but there was just a bunch of freak bullshit this year. And like, what are you supposed to do? Like they brought Nate back before he was ready. That's not a staff thing. That's a front office thing. You know, like there's just all the laundry list of all these things that like, um, shoulda, coulda, wouldas, you know? Um, and I don't think any of them have to do with like, um, their, uh, um, return, all right. So before I get to Luke, I'll get I'll get to you, Luke. But I have to pose a piggyback question. We started like crap. 
it was it was a horrible first month and a half and pretty much everyone was healthy so what's the deal with that um i i don't think those two things are related um i think that we just played shitty i think that just happens i mean the yankees are you know doing it right now um i think we just played shitty we, we're playing better than the yankees we played better then than the yankees are playing right now um and and they're in first place you know um they just they're just doing it now and we did at the beginning of the year um you know strom was our best he was our only left-hander in the bullpen and then he got hit on the hand you know we didn't have our center fielder for two months okay and we had to give jaron duran a tryout which he blew okay i just feel like um those are two separate issues but, but I mean, that was some roster construction bullshit. It, you know, that, that was, that was, we didn't have a closer and we wanted to make Whitlock a starter. No, you're right. And, you're right. And I don't think we would win. I like at this point, you know, hindsight's 2020, obviously, but like, yeah, yeah those, those like clear issues, um, you know, rear their ugly head, right. You're totally right. However, there are things like Trevor Story is a good signing, and he will be a good signing for years. But he's been gone for however long now. But you know, but, but he still has the most RBIs on the team. No, I, and I know. And he's been gone for two like, months. But that's what I'm saying. It's like there's on paper when you say, okay, it's Rafi Devers, Xander Bogarts, JD Martinez. That team should be awesome. Okay, and then Trevor Story and. Kike right. Hernandez before before all of them. It's so that's the, th the the bullpen. Yeah, the roster construction thing. It was a the way I see it, it was a bullpen construction thing. Roster construction that all five pitchers were tearing shit up uh, for the first two months of the season. Um, the bullpen was awful. Yeah, but they were also. I mean, all those guys we just listed. None of they weren't scoring any runs. And I was about to say none of them were hitting. That's not true. JD was hitting Bogarts was hitting Devers was hitting the whole yeah. first month and a half, I think. Uh, and they still were not scoring any runs because nobody else was hitting. So, I mean, that's just, that's just one of those fluky things. They went 10 and 19. A lot of good teams go on shit stretches like that. You know, I don't know what the Yankees are since the trade deadline, they've won the last three. So they're starting to come out of it, but, uh, and you're wondering what the hell is happening. So offense starting horribly, combined with poor bullpen construction that's why the the shitty start happened now as far as the injuries go the training staff isn't freaking i mean the training staff is there for you know conditioning and comfort mostly you know getting the guys you know icing them down and stuff massaging them before they get well i don't know what the hell they do but it's 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 a comfort thing taking care of them day to day they're not i mean you get a bunch of groin injuries you get a bunch of hammy injuries. Okay, you might you might be able to say, all right, someone's dropping the ball on the training staff. But, you know, people cramping up in the middle of innings. But you know, back injuries happen to older guys like JD Martinez and Nathan Evaldi's not old, but he's thrown a lot of innings in his career and he's been hurt his whole career. He said two Tommy for, Johns. Yeah, two Tommy Johns, um, except for 2018 and 2021 um hand the hand injury is obviously a freak occurrence all within yeah. five days um and then devers got hit on the hand last night didn't he <laughs> um or the night before and hip injuries knee injuries shit like that's gonna happen there's nothing you can do about that when you're playing you know 
six, seven games a week. Uh, it was most, it was just bad luck. I mean, I know a lot of people think that's a cop out to say that, but that does happen to sports teams. It, it, I mean, it happens more times. We could probably point to, if we looked into it, we could probably find a really good team every single season that should have been a lot better, but they just, they, they went off the rails because they couldn't keep up with the injuries. Also, uh, the Yankees have been 12 and 20 in the second half, which sounds a lot like 10 and 19. Yeah. See? It, it does, but they're still in first place. Yeah, because they started really well, and yeah. now they're playing shitty, and it wasn't the other way around. They didn't dig the hole and then have to try and get out of it, and then well, as soon as they got out of it, they all got hit on the hand. Well, no. I mean, well, the Red Sox started shitty, started doing good again, had a couple people hurt, shredded water, and then right when the people started getting better they got hurt again <laughs> so yeah. it's like they just never got they never got past a slow start but i still maintain they were about to and then they got hit with the clebola virus and they lost three guys to freak hand injuries uh, in in five days three key guys everybody that got hurt is important yep you notice that and <laughs> losing yep any schmucks ploecki has not been hurt fucking once this year not Dahlbeck once is in peak health he could run three triathlons next week you know yeah it's jd evaldi exactly. strom bogart uh Kike. what kike kike they can't all... figure out what the hell's wrong with how whitlock was out for three weeks yeah. yes it's all cornerstone players <laughs> it's a miracle <laughs> um yeah you guys are right. Frenchy right. Cordero right. has been hurt once this year. Not once. <laughs> I would love for that to happen. Yeah. Right. The yeah. interesting Cassis can take his spot if he goes on the IL. Brazier has been in peak health all year. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. You guys got me. I'll I'll I'll, I'll drop it. I'll I'll drop it. I, uh, hey, I could I can admit when I have bad take. <laughs> all right. Um, so the, the one thing before we get uh, to our 2023 starting lineup preview, does, do you guys have any alibis, anything that we missed that we want to say, um, you know, any, any last thoughts before we go to next year? I do want to talk about what, what we talked about earlier today. Doug has officially Doug and Pat, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Pat, they have both officially dropped the Red Sox and they are now Orioles fans. Um, I don't know. Uh, in, indefinitely. I don't know. If I've yet stopped. to make no. my announcement, but if you stick around to the end of the show, I just might. Oh <laughs> shit. Sorry. I blew up your screen. edit it. that out. Listen, uh, me... This is not an indefinite thing, right? Also, you Every... listen to me on the fantasy draft in, in the middle of it go, shit, I'm an Orioles fan now. We lost the <laughs> Little League game. <laughs> listen, it's, it's fair, right? Every, everyone has their, their primary team, and then there's that second team that we're like, well, well they won today. You know, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I'd like to see them win, right? Uh, everyone has that, right? I, I, I didn't really have that until, you know, I, I got finally got to, you know, settle down for a place uh, um, and, and, you know, really see how special Camden Yards is this year. So, so listen, you know, it's, it's a one-year thing. The Red Sox are out of it, right? They've, they've been dog shit 
all year, like up and down, you know, just when they give you a little hope, they start to suck again. Hey, we're almost at 500. Mm, let's drop four in a row. Um, it, you know, so it, it, it's, it's a lost season. Like if they come back and win, that's great. But I'm rooting for the Orioles right now. Right. I understand that. What I was going to say is the question I have is when is it okay to quote unquote drop your team. And what I mean by drop a team is like, yeah, everybody will have, I mean, I don't have a secondary team. If I had to pick one, it's probably the Braves because I like them in the early nineties when Pat was in college. But as, as far as a team that it's always the Red Sox. And I just, that's just how I grew up. Like you got your team, you live and you die with that team. Your team has a bad year. Well, that sucks, but you know, and you can watch somebody else and everybody could watch the Braves back then on TBS. So, I mean, that was a perfect fallback, but when the team, when your second team, that's your second team. When the second team plays your first team, you cannot root for the second team. The first team still has to have priority. And the only time where, in my, in my head, the only exception is if there is money on the line. For gambling purposes, yes, you can root for your second team to beat your first team. But that's, that's the way I have always seen it. And I want to see what you two think. What, what you're, if you have any kind of guidelines of when you can drop a team, when you can root against your team um, and while rooting for the, the new team, the second team. So, so let's exactly. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I, if someone would have given me the odds for the Orioles to be this good right now, like I'd be a freaking millionaire, right? Because the bet's probably at like plus a freaking billion, right? And, and, and the odds are still stacked against the Orioles favor they're still have like a 0.0% chance of doing anything this year when they have a better record than like five teams who are who have a good like a a a positive chances of making the postseason the Red Sox included they still have a better um freaking uh playoff odd I mean I mean no they don't do they how can that be possible not anymore no not as of like the past week no, I, I'm pretty sure they still do. No. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know how that's possible, but all right, I'll believe you. I don't look at the gambling odds that often. Oh, I, well, now I need to look it up. So, um, But I gave them until the all-star break, right? And, and it's not like I said, hey, you got to be this record or this good or this shitty uh, by now. All I said is win one freaking series against the AL East team. But that's they did. Hard. Didn't that... Didn't that Orioles series that they just completed the series victory on a couple weeks ago, didn't, weren't the first two games in the first half of the season? So that was a first half series and they won it. No, just that's the second bullshit. game wasn't no. played until the second half. The third game no. wasn't played until the second half. No, that's bullshit. Also, um, the Orioles have a 36% postseason odds. And Do they the, really? Reds, the Red Sox have a 2%. <laughs> okay. Uh, but bear in mind, there is a 35% margin of error. <laughs> Hold on. I, I got to look this up. Because I'm looking at baseball reference what... right now. I don't know what to tell you. I think he's looking at baseballtradevalues.com, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, not even close. 
so um it, all right pat sorry sorry i cut you off i just had to get that no in you're there. fine um what, so what to you answer got? your question i did that shit luke i went to camden yards over the weekend and i ate shit all fucking weekend okay it used to be fun to go to camden yards and for the other team because half the time if, if not most of the time the other team had more fans than orioles fans legitimately if you went to a yankees game Without a doubt, there were more Yankees fans than Orioles fans there, right? And that's how it's been for two or three years, and that's been awesome. Okay, uh, you could you could take it over with the Red Sox chant. Life was great. We sat in the middle of the section on Friday night. We were the only Red Sox fans, and it sucked. It sucked so hard. Okay, <laughs> trying to find the small victories, but I did it. I wore the shirt. I clapped. Woohoo! Okay, even though I knew it was a lost cause. So I did that, right? I, I rooted for my team when they went head to head, okay? However, when it comes to, and, and, and I believe this to be true of most people, if your team is out of the playoffs, you pick a team to root for in the playoffs. Um, maybe you pick a player, right? Um, but I believe that like, you know, just to make it interesting, I think a lot of people say all right i like what the cardinals are doing let's see where how the cardinals go this year of course, I, nothing wrong i like with the pool holes molina retirement tour let's do it shit you know um and that i don't know about doug but that's what i'm doing with the orioles the orioles are my playoff team and then as soon as october ends or as soon as their season ends which will be the first round of the playoffs um i'm back to being a red sox fan oh so now you think they're gonna make the playoffs yeah i've said that for like weeks so 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 you'll you'll root for them you'll root for them against the Red Sox when they play the Red Sox. No, we have one more Red Sox series in uh, yeah. September, and I'll wear the Red Sox shirt and I'll eat shit all weekend long because we'll be officially out of it at that point, and it'll suck. Next season, I don't know if you guys saw the 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 twenty twenty three schedule. Next season, the last four games for the Red Sox are all in Baltimore. Okay, oh, wow. and I think next year both teams are going to be legit okay i don't think this is going to be like the orioles eh, are they going to make the playoffs and this red Sox, like well what could have been i think that those last four games next year are going to be a mess i yeah, think it's going to be yeah i think it's going to be crazy okay so even until the rest of this year when the orioles play the red Sox, you'll root for the red Sox. Yes. doug openly was like he would what the 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 game that the Red Sox won Saturday or Friday whenever he was it like was. whatever he was yeah. about he was like I can't wait till the umpire report card comes back and shows how biased it was yeah. for the and Red I was, Sox and I was right he was right <laughs> it was like one point three eight or something I was right <laughs> but, they but only you lost were, by but, a run right the point is you were angry about it you were yes. angry about the Red Sox beating the Orioles hundred percent yes. yes. Yeah, so we have three different opinions about yeah. that. So good. We covered all the bases as far as it's also important to note here. that Doug was a Yankees fan when he was a kid. So yeah, but that's before like I knew baseball. And that's just because <laughs> I, I didn't know anything about baseball. It's just what was on TV, you know. <laughs> that that that's not my fault. All right. So I found it. it on so everyone has their own like app or service that they you know check the scores on. I check mine on ESPN, like the ESPN app. Um, and if, if you look on ESPN.com, go to baseball, go to standings, um, there's a, a percent chance of making the playoffs. ESPN has the Orioles at 5.4% and the Red Sox at 4.3%. And I know that changed just recently because it was the Orioles had still had it less than. So if, if that doesn't 
prove to you that you should no longer use ESPN for that, then <laughs> I don't know what will. Like, that makes no sense. That's nonsense. Are you sure that's odds to make the playoffs and not odds to, like, win the division or something? Yeah, percent chance of making the playoffs. I'm, I'm good at reading. <laughs> that's I mean, weird. I would, that, that yeah, I'm, I'm almost 0% for the Reds. I mean, they have to go, like, they play, like, 650 ball the rest of the year to, like, even think about it. That's weird so, that two sites that are analyzing the same thing could have values that are so far apart. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, the, the thing is, it's like, it's like you have te- like the Orioles, right? I, I mean, the Orioles are not the best constructed team right now. Like, you know, their pitching is a major concern. They're, they're performing well right now, but it's a major concern. But, you know, the, the Twins and the White Sox, who have worse records than the Orioles, have a 27.9% chance and a 29.4% chance. And the Orioles are above them in the wild card standings. It's, think, it's like, but, but that, like, this is Putin hacking us. Yeah. The, so, so the other thing is like, I don't know if you've watched the, like, if you watch it during game cast, like, like you could have, and, and they do the percent chance of winning the team or winning the game. And it could go like, oh, 99%. Uh, chance of of winning for whatever team and then in the bottom of the ninth like you know someone they they end up walking it off like you know th- that's dumb too you know but yes it's like people are still counting out the Orioles I guess that's that's the long long-winded answer of what I was trying to say all right um, I, I think we're running a little long so let let us quickly do the roster construction of next year because okay. Apparently that's what we were all supposed to do, but I, I dropped the ball on that. So, uh, <laughs> Patrick, please take us off on. That. So I've, I've, I'll keep it quick because we are running long, and I've already hinted at a bunch of these things already. Um, I want Kike back in center field. I don't want Jaron Duran to play every day. Um, if that means Tommy Pham, if that means somebody else, that's fine with me. I want Duran to come off the bench. Um, Bobby is gone. Bobby will go hit third for the A's and hit 35 home runs next year. And I will say I was right the whole time, you suckers. And um, JD is also gone. And I think that that means that Cassis and Hosmer um, split first base in DH, um, which, you know, Eric Hosmer, <laughs> he's been like the savior for us. He's not even that great of a baseball player, okay? You know, we're just so thrilled that we got him for nothing that like, hey, who cares? Yeah. Because, he can play, because he can play first base. That right. was the exactly. only reason. Exactly. Um, we just lost, by the way, 3-2. Um, yep. uh, Reese McGuire is the... Gone. No, 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 no. Uh, he's here, I think. And I think he splits with Connor Wong. I think they pull a 2018 where um, you can flip a coin, whether it's going to be Vaz or... Sandy Lee on that day. I think that that's what, that, what uh, they're going to do next year. I like the fact that Connor Wong can play um, second base, a little shortstop if he needs to. Uh, I think that covers it. All right. I got, I actually wrote out the lineups because I just have a thing for writing out lineups. Um, I got a right handed lineup, a lineup against righties, and a lineup against lefties. Love it. So against righties, leading off, playing left field. Alex Verdugo in the leadoff spot, um, dedicating, dedicated to hitting the ball the other way. That's his winter project. Keep on doing that because he's done it so much better this year. Xander Bogarts kept at 
six years, $25 million a year, not a penny more at shortstop. Rafael Devers at third base, batting third. Our new cleanup hitter and DH, Mitch Hanniger. Excellent bat with a lot of pop. Injured a lot, so that's the Heimblum special. A lot of talent, can't stay on the field. So you have him DH instead of playing right. You have him DH 60% of the time or so to keep him on the field. Trevor Story at second base. Tristan Casas at first. Uh, Kike Hernandez in center, batting seventh. Emmanuel Valdez, the everyday, well, against right, he's the, the right fielder, batting eighth, and Reese McGuire catching. On against left-handed pitchers, Tommy Pham playing left field leading off, Xander Bogarts at short, Rafael Devers at third, Hanniger DHing story at second, Alex Verdugo in right field, moving from left to right with the lefty on uh pitching to get Pham in the lineup and dropping the sixth against the lefty. Kiki Hernandez in center field batting seventh, Eric Hosmer at first, because he actually hits lefties better than righties. Uh, most of the time playing first and uh, Connor Wong catching on the bench. I got Wong as the backup catcher uh, Duran and Tommy Pham as the backup outfielders Hosmer as the backup first baseman and Jeter downs as the other backup infielder. I don't. Um, I think that a lot of energy is going to be spent on pitching in the off season. And where they are with some of the guys in AAA, I don't think we're going to see anything too splashy um, offensively. Um, there might be, you know, this Hunter Renfro, who the hell is this guy kind of thing. Um, but otherwise, I, I don't see that kind of stuff. I think most of, most of the solutions are internal. For the offense, yeah, I think I just think Hanniger. I think Hanniger and Bogarts are going to be the only yeah. free agents. Bogarts is the big sign. question. I think a lot, you know, a lot depends on him. Like if he leaves, then that's twenty million that just got opened up. You know, you can sign three hundred Renfros for twenty million bucks, right? Mm-hmm. You can sign three Kike Hernandezes for twenty million bucks. You know, obviously it's not that easy, um, but like. Um, I, I like like all these guys that Heim has given seven million dollars to eight million dollars to. They've all worked out. Like that except range for, except is from the pitchers. <laughs> Waka, Waka's like well, seven Wa- mil. Yeah, except for yeah. the bullpen pitchers. He's the, Richards, he's... Diekman, Strom. Like you know, Strom. Strom's like three million. Well, he's been hurt, and you know, he got hit on that hit hand. in the hand with a line drive. All right. Um, Strom anyway, I think that like I the I think he's really good at nailing down the the eight million dollar guys, the ten million dollar guys. Um, Martin Perez didn't work in Boston, but he's had a great season in Texas. You know, it's like um, just like I, Bobby Dalbeck will. Yeah, exactly. And so like um, Xander leaves, I think that opens up a spot for a couple of those guys, and um, I'd be fine with that. There are no there are no Trevor Story signings this offseason. The starting pitching, the rotation is going to be pretty much the same, right? I mean, Sale's going to be in there, but I think it's going to be Sale, Pavetta, Paxton, Waka, and I don't know who I'm forgetting Whitlock. right now, but no. I but it's going not. to be, though. Whether I we want not. it or not, that's what it's going to be. I Hopefully this year showed him that he can't show Bloom that he, he just, you know, he had Tommy John surgery before he even made, made the major leagues. Like, he's just, he's better off. You know, pitching him two, three times a week in the bullpen, one inning at a 
one inning per pop and just, you know, don't screw with him. You got a great closer or an okay starting starter, which is more valuable to you, especially after this year and what we've seen when you don't have a closer. I'm, I'm with Luke on team reliever for Whitlock. I am too, but that's not what it's going to do. <laughs> I think you need to, I think you need to go out and get a, get a guy. You got to get a front guy because I'm not, I'm not sold on Paxton no matter what. I told you guys he wouldn't throw a pitch in 2022 and he's, he's not going to. So Manaya. I'm not, I'm not banking on him for next year either. It's, it's get just, Manaya. Manaya hasn't had a great year this year. Yeah. There's a Bobby Dalbeck trade. There's your Bobby Dalbeck trade, Pat. He goes to the freaking A's, in, you know, in a package for Manaya. Well, Manaya is a free agent. He's yeah, he's oh, a free agent. Oh. He's well, also in San Diego now, isn't he? But guy. look, where does the money really have to go? It has to go towards one freaking guy. Yes, Rafael Devers. So yes. Extend him and then worry about everything else. I think we can all agree on that. Yep, you're right. All right, folks. Uh, um. Any last thoughts before we wrap it up? Um, Whitlock has a 1.84 ERA as a reliever and a 4.15 ERA as a starter, which is a yeah. good starting ER starting starting pitcher ERA. It's also only in nine games; he only made nine starts, but still, yeah. And he has trouble getting to the fifth inning. And that yeah. oh, I forgot all about it. That that piggyback role he was doing at the beginning of the year, like you you. You know, you have Rich Hill pitch three innings, then you got Whitlock pitching four, and it's like he's coming in relief, but he's only pitching one game a week. It's (laughs) and there's another one who didn't work out. Hill's not working out. He's. I think that was. I think they got what they thought they were going to get with Hill, though. They got him to pitch three innings and then have Whitlock pitch four after. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Anything else? Nope. I think that'll do her. All right, so if you missed it at the beginning or just forgot, uh, we record an episode on Sunday night that y'all hear on Monday morning. We do a Tuesday evening show, Twitter space, that we record for the pod. So, if, you know, we welcome anyone. It's your chance, the community's chance to come on Twitter and talk about whatever you want to talk about with us. Um that goes up pretty much immediately after that um we have this show the wednesday night show that's recorded wednesday night that comes out on thursday morning and that's it again until sunday or when we record on sunday and you listen on monday um we have all these nice columns going up on bleacherbrawls.com handful of the writers are in here patrick and luke uh i do not write I speak. <laughs> um, uh, of course, uh, Derek also and John. And Derek's on the YouTube channel releasing new videos every weekday. Yes. Lots of good content from Derek um, on, on the YouTubes. Uh, did I cover everything? Instagram, Twitter? Yeah, just want to plug the column one more time. Plug it. It's called plug the, Dis- it. the Disappointments Offense. The disappointments pitching will be coming next week, but it just went up on bleacherbrawls.com this morning. And uh, Pat will have a, a movie review, Pat, one of his uh, baseball movie reviews for a league of their own. One of the best baseball movies of all time. 
Uh, so you want to check that out. That uh, goes up Friday. Oh, I forgot. Um, roster construction. Bets. Mookie Betts, 4.9 war, 27 home run. Devers, 4.2 war, 25 home runs. It was a shame to let Mookie Betts go. Thank you, Dave That's Dombrowski, for that. That's what I was going to say. Sorry. Here's another stat for you, because I'm still on this Whitlock shit. Whitlock <laughs> has a zero 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 ERA in his 11 career wins. Anytime he's won the game, <laughs> he hasn't given up a run. That's a and that's his ERA is that. 8.0 in every loss. <laughs> wow. It's like you got you got the best plumber in the world. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna put him on roofs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have him reshingle roofs from now on. You know, because he'll be really good at that. I just got a feeling about it. All right, folks, that's gonna do it for our episode tonight. Uh, thank you, Luke and Patrick, for joining me. Uh, I am Doug, and I think we will see you next time. Have a good night. Have a good rest of your week, and take care. See y'all.